Yo, what is up, guys? It's your boy. Oh, wait, fuck. This is breaking on the tape. Oh shit. Hello, and welcome everybody to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. I'm Zach, and to my, uh, I guess, my right, left, I don't fucking know, is not Hector, because he's on vacation. It's your boy, HoofTube, on YouTube. Let him know who you are, Hoof. You know, I've never been on live television before. This, I'm just kidding. It's your boy, Hoof. You guys can find me on Sports Me, YouTube, Instagram. You name it, I'm not going to give out the personal because I don't want anybody sliding in those DMs like we talked about it on my show. But you guys can find me on those three platforms right there. So, yeah. Uh, Hooves' uh, personal information is always out there for a price. Just let me know. Uh, We'll see what we can work out. Um, You guys can find my OnlyFans for $7.99 a month. There you go. There you go. Put it out there, boy. Make that money. Um, But uh, like we spoke about last week, Hector is on vacation in Cancun. I could not fit into his suitcase. There is a weight limit. Uh, So I am stuck here, and I figured I'd bring on HooveTube because he's pretty awesome. We were were on with him before and had an absolute blast. We vibe all the time. So he's going to be my my a little bit more Caucasian Hector for the week. (laughs) So... uh, so this time, guys, um, Hoove and myself are not nearly as adequate around the world of sports. So if you need that, turn on ESPN. Uh, go to your Bleacher Report app so you can always find around the world of sports there. Because uh, there are plenty of sports on those apps. Uh, or you can go to Disney Plus and watch Around the World in 80 Days with Jackie Chan. Boom. There you go. Um, we've got the, I will be giving out the answer to last week's trivia um, and this week's trivia uh, question. We will be doing a, a little interview of myself and Hoove, uh, not particularly in that order. Uh, just kind of figure out how we got started, get let you guys learn a little bit more about Hoove, and we'll get into Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. I know we talked about that before, but I definitely want to bring in Hoove for that, uh, get his opinion. And we'll talk about the Super Bowl and who we think's going. Sound pretty good, Hoove? That sounds good to me, man. Let's do it. Outstanding. So... Uh, I don't have enough commercials to take too many breaks, so we're just going to roll right into uh, the trivia question last week. Did you happen to see it, by the way, or do I need to read it to you? I'm... Things have been crazy over here, man. I've been getting a lot of things ready, but we'll talk about that later during the interview. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, who will explain he's from a mansion in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, I, I'm never going to let that fucking reference die. Uh, as long as I can, I'm going to try and keep that alive, T-Pain. We don't. Um, so- <laughs> the question was the Detroit Lions became a part of the NFL in 1930. Who was the first Lions quarterback to throw for over 4,000 yards in a single season? Do you happen to know that answer? It was the guy that left for Pittsburgh and cursed the city. I just can't think of the name. Ah, oh, what's his name? He was like an MVP, man. What? See, as a owner of the Green Bay Packers, I, I shouldn't know a lot of heritage about the Detroit Lions, so I don't know that answer. But you guys can comment down below on what the answer is. Let me know if I'm so, right. Well, it is Scott Mitchell. So that was last week's question. It is Scott Mitchell. Don't worry. I'll be hitting you with a this week's question okay, here. In a I, don't, I don't think that's it. So which team this week's question is which team has the most Super Bowl losses? 
You have to know that. Oh. Uh, if you had enough time, I'd probably figure it out, but... Uh, Come on, clock's ticking. I feel like it's the Packers. You feel like it's the... That's not a bad... It's wrong. I'll give the fans that. It's, it's wrong. wrong. Okay. But it's not a bad considering, you know, they're one of the longest tenured teams in the NFL. Oh, yeah, you're bad. right. Yeah, you're right. Because it was the Broncos with Elway, and then they won in 10, and then they won the first two. So, yeah, yeah, I guess. I'm not it's sure. If I sit down and think about it, I'd probably figure it out, but I can't think it off the top of my head, no. So it is a little bit of a trick question. I'm not going to tell anybody how it's a trick question, but it is a little bit of a trick question. So before we cut to cut to credits, I will ask it one more time. And as always, guys, Facebook, Instagram, I'm going to have it up there. TikTok. Um, which team has the most Super Bowl losses? Dun, 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 dun. I'm not Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to leave for Jeopardy. Breaking down the tape would like to remind its fans to please drink responsibly. And do not forget that the trivia question will be up on our social medias. So feel free to answer there or write into us at breakingdownthetape at yahoo.com. And we're back. Um, so like I said, we're going to go right into to some interview and kind of talking about your host for this week. So, uh, who, you know, tell me, I, kn- I know that you're on YouTube a lot. Uh, obviously, you know, we met through sports me and stuff. So tell me how all of this started. How did Hoovtube on YouTube start, man? Uh, that's kind of a good question. I mean, like I, I didn't even know this, but May is uh, mental health awareness month. Yeah. So if it's cool with you, I'm going to share a little bit of a story about uh, why I came onto YouTube and started doing my own thing. Hell yeah, it man. Kind of yours. Like, it kind of shows like being you, it uh, it went, it it pays in the end, let's just say. Right Hell now, yeah. Hunter Burst is talking about mental health and Dak Prescott is talking about mental health. So let's talk about it here on Breaking Down the Tape. Sure. Hell yeah, yeah man. So I grew up in a town called Jefferson, Wisconsin, and uh, – Obviously, small towns, you always have that small town narrative that you're never going to make it out of there. It's kind of like a bubble, you know. There's a yeah, few people that make it out, but not many people ever do. And, you know, like bullying is very big around here and stuff. And uh, I, I, as a kid, I was always me. You know, I always was okay with embracing who I was. Right. And, uh, and people eventually, like, they started bullying me, and it got to a certain point, like, where it was, like, harassment day after day and uh just because i like justin bieber so i uh started impersonating justin bieber and so like people would pardon my french you know like uh people would call you like faggot and they would like lock you outside and like on the playground underneath like bars until it got dark and everyone else left and would throw like rocks and wood chips at you and like they would organize that no one would talk to you for a whole month except for the teacher. So you had to sit alone and it like in fourth grade, man. So like at that young age, you know, you're getting bullied like that and not really like em- knowing who you are, but just embracing who you are. Right. You just keep doing it. And so uh, eventually I did a talent show impersonating Justin Bieber and like there wasn't winning back then, you know, but everyone remembered that talent show as Nick Hoover impersonating Justin Bieber. And so right, like, right. The bullying eventually kept going, you know, and um, 
later on in high school, I just kind of embraced being that guy. And I won on top and I was homecoming king my there senior year. And and then I graduated after after that. And going from having a lot of socialism in high school to nothing. And it, it, it broke my heart. I fell into a really bad depression. Right, right. And, and just staring at the ceiling every day, counting the dots and just what not I'm a very spiritual person, so I would never contemplate suicide, but just right, right. contemplating like hoping someone else would do that for you, you know? Sure, sure. And uh eventually just getting the right help and getting out of that and and that's when I started doing this. And I've started doing HooveTube with uh, a guy. Um, I won't name his name or anything, but I started doing it with this, um, let's just call him my former co-host. And when I brought him on, I was originally doing YouTube, just kind of like vlogs, kind of putting content out there just because that was my outlet of getting out of my depression, you know, like putting content out there for people and getting back out into the world with like being social, like socialized with everybody. Like that was my outlet. And so like I was doing vlogging, even though I was like still depressed at the time. So when I really, wanted, I really wanted to focus on sports and I had a lot of things I could do, like impressions, and I had a lot of niches. So I brought him on to start doing sports. And uh, we we would do like videos every week, pretty much. You know, I remember us starting out on a table and we'd have the ta- we'd have the phone down and we just screen record. Like we'd voice record it and put a, like a picture together and people fucking loved it, you know, because it was bold versus brash. And eventually, uh, it kind of went to his head and every time that things would come to a T he'd end up leaving the show and he'd come back and the, the uh, environment was really toxic and I didn't really know what to do because I really wanted this to work because I knew that this could be something that I'd be really proud of if it got big, you know? Sure. Sure. So, uh, it was going to be my 21st birthday my golden birthday. It was going to be the weekend of the NFL draft in Vegas. And obviously COVID happens. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't make it out there. That was going to be like my next thing that I was going to do to establish my brand, make a name for myself, you know, meet a few people, try to get a few connections. And unfortunately COVID that just didn't happen. So, you know, you got to keep a positive mindset about things. I always say. And, uh, it was hard, you know, like there was a lot of things in my life that you just keep getting knocked and knocked and knocked, but you got to keep pushing. And, uh, we kept putting out, I kept putting out content with, with another guy that I'm really appreciative that he's always, that he's always read by me. His name's Keith. And, uh, we would put out content and it wasn't getting the, the right views. So I was kind of getting a little turned off eventually. And, uh, I didn't know what to do, you know, and right, eventually, right. Jeff reached out to me from SportsMe, and it brought such a different approach to the show. It it brought so much hope. I was this close to quitting. I didn't know what else to do. Like I was I was just putting out content for months, just to put out content because people were home during COVID. And I that's I just wanted like people to have something to watch while they were at home, and it just people were just getting turned off by it eventually, and and then SportsMe. I got all these connections with you guys and uh, Boda and uh, Bogard and Robbie and Jeff and mm-hmm. Derek and all of them. And, and I'm just so excited about the future of the show, man. 
Outstanding, man. Outstanding. So, yeah, t- talk to me. What's what's the future look like? I mean, Mr. Perfect Se- Segway over there. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, right now, for a long time, you know, when you're depressed, it's a lot of – I'm not going to say money makes you happy, but money brings you luxuries that can um, buy things that, that help your anxiety. Amen. And so, like, it's like having things like I can invest in, like, HoofTube merch eventually, like right now. Doing right, things right. like that and investing in a good studio and investing in equipment and and just doing those kind of things, it's helped clear up my mind in the in the vision on what I want HoofTube to be. I've always yeah. had these ideas on what I wanted it to be, but it, I could never put it all together. And I finally did recently, and I'm just so excited what it's going to be is uh, kind of like Saturday Night Live. You know, I can do a lot of impressions, and we'll showcase a few of them later. But yeah, I can do impressions. Yeah. I have a musical background. I do sports, and I wanted to bring a few people on, talk about sports topics. And during the segues, I wanted to do Saturday Night Live skits in between. You know, okay. possibly have musical guests come on and play sure. their new music. Okay. I want to support like local artists and stuff like that too. And hell yeah, man. Hell yeah! So you can you can sing, you do impressions, and you know sports. So basically, you're just genetically superior, is what you're saying. I'm not. I'm 130 pounds. <laughs> I'm 130 pounds. People could break me. Honestly, I look like a crane. <laughs> I mean, that is like the size of my thigh, um, as I am 300 pounds. But uh, right. but okay, all right. So I know how to I know how to talk to talk. I know how to walk the walk. You know. Right, right. You just need those big guys around you to make up for that physical part of it. I got you. I got you. Smooth talker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I hear what you're saying about the money, man. I got 99 problems and money would solve 100 of them. I'm going to save your – I want to get your favorite impression, but I want to get that one last. I want to hit the fans with it last so that they have to to guess for it. Can you give me like three, four, five, however many you're comfortable with? Can you break out your best impressions for us? All right. Um, changing voices. You know, like starting to do impressions, uh, a little backstory before I get into it. Yeah, please. Doing impressions is a lot easier than people think. You know, it just takes practice. Like if you learn one voice, you can change it just very slightly and do it another one. So you know, I, saw, I saw something on TikTok, an impressionist was saying something very similar, how they use extremely similar voices. They just kind of like change the pitch and the cadence. And then you get a completely different character person. And and to hear you say that is kind of validating for that TikTok video because I disagree with them as someone who doesn't know my ass from my head. I'm like, ah, you're clearly wrong. I know so much more than you and you're a liar because uh, that makes no fucking sense to me how it's that easy. Working with, uh, when vocal, I really... with vocal cords, it's I, – I say that because I have a musical background experience, so I know the terms of vocal cords and everything. So I guess sure. that's a little ignorant for me to say that it's easy, but right. with the right practice, it, it can be accomplished. I guess so. I don't know. It, impressions is probably one of my favorite skills a person can have because I, I think it's one of the hardest. You know what I mean? Like physical things, okay, if you train your body enough, you can get your muscles to to do anything. I mean, like you could be an Olympic bodybuilder. It's going to take you a long period of time, but eventually you can train yourself there. I can never be an impressionist. I promise you right here, right now, that no matter how much effort I put I into know. it, I'm 
for being impressionist. If you pulled out a good Jon Snow, I'd be impressed. I don't think I can do I Dude, I... And especially when I hear the sound of my voice, it does not sound how it sounds up here. So I would have no idea how to get that shit hey. fucked. Unfucked, I should say. Have you ever heard Prince talk? Yes. Yeah. Probably one of the deepest voices like you over here. But he's up there. Raspberry Beret. Yeah, see, I can't. I'm in a secondhand store. Raspberry Beret. See, my throat hurts just listening to you do that. So yeah, I, no. All right, let's get in some voices. Yes, all right, please, I, need a, please. I need a drink, okay? All right, so you want you want me to do three impressions, two of them you don't want me to say who it is. Sure, yeah. I'm okay with trying to guess them. So I'll do two that people can guess, and then I'll say the third one. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll make it kind of easy for people to guess, all right? Sure. Hi. Well, I need to get the, I need to get nail that one. He doing this guy, you kind of have to like lose your mind a little bit. Let's just say, okay. I do not know who this one is. Too. It's crazy to be, you know, the Jets. They need more cowbell. That's one. All right. Um. All right. All right. Uh, I, I know who I want to do third. I'm just trying to think who I want to do second. All right. Um, it's that one's so basic. Oh, I'm trying to think. We have time though. Mimicking time. my voice like somebody else's. It's so basic. <laughs> you know, I could do P. You know, I could do P. Herman or something like that. Um, I could do. Um, no, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. There you go. My wife would love that one. Going down to the music store, buy ourselves some bongos, get my link, and go to the airplane, get on the airport, go to the airport, go to the airplane, get a final punch to kind of order ourselves some order ourselves some margaritas, dip our toes in the sand. All right, all right, all right. There you go. I love it. I love that it. one. That's that one's a good one. Um, but then uh, you know, sports me's favorite. Well, I tell you what, man. This is John Gruden, man. Knock on wood if you're with me, man. How about the Raiders, man? I think we could get. I think we could get Aaron Rodgers, man. They're on Spider Two Y Banana, man. <laughs> I, like I was wondering if you were gonna break that one out tonight. I, you know, like doing impressions, you practice a lot of them, and like yeah. I have so many things in my repertoire, like like Sean Connery, like Junior. That one's yeah. such a that one's such a favorite for me. I love pulling that one out, like. Your mother's like your mother's such a horcho back, you know. Like, like that <laughs> live was so funny. Um, I like, like I need to work on my Adam Sandler. I really do. But you know, <laughs> like, like Pee Wee Herman, that one always was good. Um, you know, Gilbert Godfrey. I always like doing that one. This is Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> like oh, I remember, I was really nervous when I went on the sports screen. I did a Gilbert Gottfried impression. I didn't know how people were going to think about it. And right. like this, this was when Tiger Woods went off the the cliff. Uh, he went off the. Not it's not funny. Honestly, he was hurt. But like right, right. Thinking about the joke at the time, I probably shouldn't have. But he went <laughs> off. The, he went off the cliff, and I was thinking in my head he was drunk. He was drunk driving, and sure. so I was going to spin the narrative that it was like. And, oh, he did it again, you know? And so I was Gilbert Gottfried. I was like, this is Gilbert Gottfried. 
After seeing the news today, I have realized I have seen almost everything at this point. I see on the news, Tiger falls off cliff. Since when do cats not land on their feet? Uh, <laughs> and so, like, I really thought that people were going to roast my ass for that, and they never did. So I was, like, really worried. It's a little funny. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> it's funny. And then, you know, um, like, just changing, the, like, changing your, your face to do something like, excuse me, miss. Yes. This is Jack Nicholson. I just wanted to swing by the show to talk about something a little difficult. Please hold while your hosts go crack another beer. In the meantime, you're welcome to grab some alcohol of your own. And like, follow, and share us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and SportsMe for all of your football and sports needs. So, Zach, I've been seeing it all over social media that you genuinely think that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a bust. And so, like, I wanted to come on here during our time together and we could talk about how you could think that the guy that people are comparing Peyton Manning to, Andrew Luck to, so many other quarterbacks to, could be a bust. So I wanted your opinion. And then possibly I could change your mind. We'll go through it. But who knows? Maybe you'll change my mind. I don't know. But go ahead, man. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. We'll see what we can do. Um, so, I mean, you kind of, for me, you, you kind of said it right there in your statement. We're comparing him to Andrew Luck. We're comparing him to Peyton Manning. We're, we're calling him a, a future first ballot Hall of Famer, and he's never taken an NFL snap before. Um, so, right then and there, that to me is bust category. Um, and, and let me put it in context, right? Like we're talking again, first ballot hall of famer, Peyton Manning kind of status. I think he'll be good. I think he may even win a super bowl. Maybe I think that's a cosmic coin flip. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he never did, but still had like a, a barely above average winning percentage. I think he'll be average. I think he'll be okay. And, and by those standards compared to Peyton Manning, that's a bust. Um, I think that he's got good physical attributes. I think that he's got good intellect. Um, I think it's not that it concerns me, but the whole I don't have anything to prove mentality that he has. I don't necessarily like that. I, I, I would prefer to see a guy with a chip on his shoulder that says, all right, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to run this league and I've got I've got a beef with it. And I'm going to I'm going to come out here and show you that I can do everything that I say I can do. Um, so that kind of concerns me as far as his like boom or bust category. And I just think that his first few defining years will ruin him. Um, I, those are the most important in an NFL quarterback's upbringing. And you've got him with a rookie head coach who's, I mean, yeah, he's been successful in college, but it's two different games that we're talking about here. I'm of the firm belief that a rookie under almost no circumstance should ever play their first year. Um, I went on a tangent two or three weeks ago with Hector about this. I don't think they should even be fitted for football pads their first year um, because the games between college and the NFL are so goddamn boring. It's not even funny, you know? So uh, thank you. Um, So I just, I think that I just think he'll be ruined to be honest with you. You ever seen the movie draft day? Oh, Absolutely. He's Bo Callahan. Really? 
said it before. I'm unashamed of saying this. I think he's Bo Callahan. For me, I've got no tangible data that says I'm right. Nothing whatsoever. It's just a personal feeling. Just all these old school things in my head just are, are clicking a little button that says this dude is not who he's built to be. So my problem with it is let's just go through what the possibilities for Trevor Lawrence is. Because when you talk about Peyton Manning, anybody, I don't care how good they are in college. Personally, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is the best college quarterback that's ever walked the earth. You can make comparisons that the hype around Tua and the hype around Andrew Luck were just as big. Were, or Cam Newton, just as big. around. Well, I, I guess you could say not Cam Newton, but like the other three, the hype was huge around those players. Oh, yeah. And oh, so yeah. Trevor Lawrence, the last two play, two years, you arguably you haven't known if he's been the best player in football. Since his freshman year, you don't know if he's been the fre- he's been the best. So the hype around Andrew Luck coming into the league, let's just compare him to Andrew Luck almost. Anyone that's comparing a quarterback to Peyton Manning or to a Tom Brady or someone coming out of the draft is an idiot. Like that's why Wait. that's why I'm I don't even like Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers comparisons because it's ludicrous. You're comparing someone that has has done so much in the league. Compare him to people like Baker Mayfield. Compare him to people like Derek Carr. Compare him to people like that that haven't been almost Hall of Fame caliber at this point. That's just Preach. ludicrous on an analyst point, okay? Preach. And so let's just focus more around the Andrew Luck comparison then. So Andrew Luck was in the league for how many years? I don't know. I'm just saying. Did he get it? I believe he got out of his rookie contract. I think it was like four or five years. I believe they had like signed him to an extension, and then like the year after he retired, so maybe six years. But I, I genuinely want you to keep an ear open because I'm going to change your mind eventually, hopefully. Okay. I don't know about all that, but so Trevor Lawrence, I don't think he's going to have a lengthy career in the league. So if you can say that Andrew Luck's not a bust, I think that you can say that Trevor Lawrence won't be a bust because he will have a very similar career, and this is why I think that. Okay, so. Like I have a board right here next to me, right here. I have everything ready for me. Um, we're, six we're years. Oh yeah, I have it right here. My bad. Twelve through eighteen, six years. Six years. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was right. So the negatives going in for uh for Trevor Lawrence right now, especially with the Jaguars, is I have them written down. One, Urban and Chris Doyle. That was a big thing that. Probably shook up the locker room a lot. Uh-huh. Two, I don't know if you watched AE, if you watch AEW at all, but Urban Meyer was featured, and so right now, I like I'm not gonna say Urban Meyer. That's just like such a first take like headline right there. It's like Urban Meyer's mind is split on wrestling and football, but right. the owners, the owners of the team, their mindset is split. So Urban Meyer might always like show up on on games on Sundays and then always be featured on Wednesdays too. And that could be taken away from like from football. So I think that that's a negative as well. Uh, Tebow possibly taking snaps from Lawrence. It, like if it happens, it happens. I like a Taysom Hill type role, but there's an offense that I think that Tebow might fit in later that we'll talk about. Okay. So, right. but my problem with Tebow more or less is like the relationship with urban is that when you have someone with a 
let's just say you have someone that you've been working with for a while mm -hmm. and then you work with your best friend. Like you're always going to like kind of listen to your best friend a little more than the other guy. So yeah. that's what worries me a little bit is that Tebow, like with Florida, that was a unit. Do you know how many people from that unit actually got arrested? Uh, quite a bit. Uh, really? What was it like? 15 over 40. over 40 oh jesus oh, yeah. way off. over 40 it's crazy jesus. So, yeah but that unit was insane so i feel like urban always has a little favoritism towards tebow that's fair. and and i'm not going to say that he like will lean on tebow if trevor's not up to what he will be but i think it's going to split the locker room just a little bit on who's going to give that big speech no, I, I think it's more than just a little bit, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, Tim Tebow's simple presence there gets me a little bit worried in the back of my mind that if I'm fucking up, is Tim Tebow coming for my job? Tim Tebow, I'm not like I, I might get put on a cross for this, but like Tim Tebow, he was a person that kneeled before Kaepernick, and somehow no one had a problem with it. Well, let's just say that if we want to talk about getting put on a cross, we all well, know okay. why. Let's yeah, let's just not, yeah, let's not compare those two. But you know, like people often compare those two. But right. the message was never like you shouldn't be doing that during the game, you know, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. You shouldn't you shouldn't be praying and talking about religion during the game and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like so, comparing it to Kaepernick is a little like far fetched, I guess. Yes, but no one had a problem with it really. Atheists didn't have a problem with it. Christians didn't have a problem with it. Like NFL didn't have a problem with it. They. This is why Tebow's jersey is number one right now on the NFL sales, because Tebow I've is. I've got a whole team. opinion on that. Trust me, I've got a whole yeah. whole skin color opinion on that. Yeah, but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's for another day. Maybe I'll come back and we'll talk about that. You know, Hell but yeah. um, but another another thing we talked about it. Urban's lack of experience in the NFL. We don't know how college like coaches work in the NFL. We've seen how NFL coaches work in college, mm -hmm. but we don't know how college coaches work in the NFL. I'm not a big well, fan of Kingsbury, anyways, but he didn't work out in college, anyways. Right, and we've got a small. I, I mean, we've got a varying sample size, right? I mean, Nick Saban tried his hand in the NFL, sucked. Yeah. Pete Carroll went from the NFL to college back to the NFL. You know what I mean? So we have, yeah. we have, and I'm sure there's. Probably uh, we know uh, Chip Kelly went from college to the NFL and sucked. Okay, so there's there's varying sample sizes there. You know what I mean? There's varying opinions of where that could play out. And so another thing is Robinson versus ETN. I feel like that's going to be a problem too. And who's going to get those reps? Uh, they have the 18th toughest schedule next year. Mm -hmm. And that combined with the fact that Trevor Lawrence in his whole time – as a as a quarterback since high school has had a perfect record regular season yep. he only loses in the postseason so yep. that's going to affect him big time going from that to the jacksonville jaguars because you're going up against who's in that division the texans the titans and the colts yep that's a tough division this year honestly yep. i wouldn't be surprised if trevor lawrence agent was the person that's releasing all the stuff about deshaun watson trying to make that <laughs> a little easier 
No, and honestly, that brings up a good point that I completely forgot about. That's one of my beats with him. And I know everyone roasts me for this, but I want a guy who knows what it's like to lose and bounce back from adversity. Homeboy's never lost. He's lost three games, and like you said, all in the postseason. Yeah, right. they're big losses, but you don't know what losing is like, and you're going to a team that just got you at number one, who knows right. nothing other than losing. So, so let's say... They, he kind of has a Andrew Luck-type career. But this is what they've all done this offseason to help Trevor Lawrence this year, okay? These are the offseason notable acquisitions for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they had tight end, Tim Tebow, obviously, we talked about. Wide receiver from the Lions, Marvin Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. That'll be their strong wide receiver one eventually. Uh, wide receiver from the Seahawks, former Patriot, Philip Dorsett. Yep. They have running back Carlos Hyde. Uh Cornerback Shaq Griffin and cornerback Trey Herndon from the Saints. And then first uh, first and second round picks, Trevor Lawrence, and then Travis Etienne from Clemson. And then their second round picks, cornerback Tyson Campbell from Georgia and offensive tackle Walker Little from Stanford. So those are pretty good picks, honestly. The I wouldn't say the notable acquisitions. Marvin Jones Jr. is a sleeper. That's going to be a good wide receiver one for him. But the rest of them, they're going to be good fillers. Like, they're better than what they had, definitely. Did they probably overpay? Yes. But sometimes you have to overpay for culture. And that's a fair point. And that's a fair point that I don't think it's bad to have a team full of blue-collar guys. You know, the lack of a superstar, you know, obviously outside of Lawrence and ETN, the lack of an established superstar doesn't fuck with me much uh, because I I don't see anything wrong with blue chips that all work together, right? I mean, we saw it work with the Giants. Yes, they had Eli Manning, but really, I'm sorry, Eli doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, He is is the doofiest motherfucker I've ever seen thrown a football. Uh, So blue chip guys can come together together and do well i'm not saying that they can't so that doesn't bug me at all um it just doesn't change my mind i mean with robinson last year who just had a thousand yards you traded him to get etn in the first round you're not going to really play hide much so hide is just you know like you said what the reason why i feel like carlos hide could be a good acquisition for them is because he has veteran leadership well in the in the running back um room you know he can tell uh, Travis Etienne and James Robinson because they're, he's a sophomore and a rookie in the league. He's going to be that veteran to help them along. That's what Carlos Hyde is going to be there for, and that's why it's strong. Because Carlos Hyde's been good in the last few – not in the good, but good yeah. back. You know, yeah. he'll throw in a few snaps. He's not going to be great for fantasy, but he'll fill in the roles, get yeah. you down the and field. And, yeah, and I don't think – like I said, I don't think having blue chip guys is a terrible idea. Tim Tebow at, at tight end, I have yet to see anything that makes me believe that he can run routes or pass block, which is what tight ends do, um, you know, or run block, really. So I'm not impressed by that. Herndon, I don't think is terrible behind him. Um, right. Again, not super sold on the pass running or, pa- or route running ability. Um, and a blue chip... Uh, the best thing that they have going for them, as you said it perfectly, is veteran presence, I think, right. is the best thing that they have going for them on that offense. And for year one, that's fine. Because listen like listen for their coaching staff. They have head coach with rookie Urban Meyer. But 
their offensive and defensive coordinator, they have been around, my friend, okay? You have defensive coordinator Joe Cullen, who was for the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. And that defense a few years ago, I don't know. And I guess you could say they're okay right now. But they were scary at one point. And they the were. Baltimore Ravens have always had a narrative of a scary defense. So being a part of a Baltimore Ravens team, it's like coming from UW-Madison. always looks better on a, when you're applying for a job, that you get a degree from a big school. You know? Fair enough. Fair Coming enough. from Baltimore Ravens defense, yeah, you kind of look like you know what the fuck you're talking about, okay? Sure. So, and then offensive coordinator, the person that filled in for the Detroit Lions last year as head as head coach, Daryl Bevel. Mm. And Daryl Bevel, he coached Brett Favre for the Packers, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but that's like coaching – that's like saying that Adam Gase is really, really good because he had the number one no, offense under uh, Peyton Manning. No, because yeah. Daryl Bevel's good. Let's look at – I want to see this, actually. You know, do you know how I you coach but I'm going to look it up on my phone to see who Daryl Bevel's all coach. Do you want to know how you coach uh, Brett Favre as an offensive coordinator? You say, here's you the ball, Brett. And you let him do your thing and you shut the fuck up. And you let Dude, Brett Favre do whatever the fuck he wants to do. There is one story I like telling about Brett Favre. And I always say he's, he's such a savage, honestly. And uh, he, this is what he does. He goes – uh, the coach it gets pissed off at him that he just throws in a triple coverage. He's like, Brett, I told you not to throw it in the triple coverage. And he looks at him. He goes, you know, coach, you just have the longest nose hair I've seen. And he like, just he doesn't care. He doesn't listen. But Daryl Bevel, he's been around during good cultures, and that's important. So during, is that is that what you're building your whole defense around? Is good culture? It's a good starter. For year one, that's what we're going off of. If we're going to talk career, because he's going to have a shortened career. I'm not going to say he's going to win the Super Bowl, Zach. I'm well, going to say that, that not the best of success that we're talking about here? If we're talking Peyton Manning, Andrew no, Love, no, all these names. No, because we said that anyone that compares him to Peyton Manning is an idiot, and we are a lot smarter than idiots. All right? I don't know about all that, bro. <laughs> we're a little smarter than idiots, okay? Okay. So we're not idiots completely. We're a little smarter than idiots. So let's not compare him to Peyton Manning. Let's compare him to Andrew Luck. So a- Andrew Luck has had a few good postseason runs. If, whether, if it wasn't for Tom Brady's deflated balls, he would be in the Super Bowl. So like a very close recall uh, Super Bowl run. So do we think that Trevor Lawrence has that in the works? Let's say we have six years for him before he burns out. He has never lost that. He's never lost a regular season game. So him coming into the Jaguars, he's going to have a shortened career, like I said, and he's right. going to have all these pieces that he's not going to have that much time. You know? So I don't think he's going to win the Super Bowl, so don't say he's Peyton Manning, but do you think that he can make up a good playoff run eventually? No. no. Not I even don't. once. I don't. I, well, I, I don't. I don't think in six years he'll get out of the first round. Really? Yep. You're talking about <laughs> – a revitalized Carson Wentz reuniting with Frank Reich, who was his coach when they won the Super Bowl and had his MVP year. Where or not when the yeah, no, not when they yeah, Frank Reich was on that Super Bowl team, he's the OC. Um, so we're getting a reunite reuniting there. We've got the Colts who have one of the best defenses in the NFL. We'll talk about that um, later. Yeah, I, I, they, they have one of the past best pass defenses in the NFL. You've got, let's see, the Titans, who have a good team, who for a couple of years have been boxing it out 
deep into the postseason. Um, you know, with King Henry back there and a revitalized Ryan Tannehill. We've got a Houston Texans team that right now is a complete fucking dumpster fire. But I can't imagine that that's going to last forever. Um, you know, it, it's all fun and games. And then you, God forbid you make it to the first round and what you're, you're in the wild card round against God forbid someone like the chiefs. Cause they don't win first place. God forbid the fucking Patriots. Yeah. yeah. I don't think, I don't think Lawrence in six years is going to be able to make it out of the first. I think he is going to, he's going to burn out. He's going to be barely above 500 when it all shakes out. Okay. So last thing about this, then try to change your mind. Because if you really can't change your mind about this, I might agree with you, honestly. So this is the, this is how I'd run the offense. It's 11 men on the on the field, right? Yep. Yeah. So this is how I'd run the offense. Then. So you have five linemen, obviously, center, two tackles, two guards, you know. And then you have wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, one and three split out, left, split out right, and then you have your wide receiver two over. And then you have quarterback – and then two running back backfield, okay? Kind of like a Ravens backfield, essentially. So this is the formation that I genuinely could see the Jaguars doing for success. Because in my mind, you can have speed, you can have size, and you can get it downfield if you have good blocking, okay? If you have good blocking, this could be successful. This is the only way it can be successful. Because you have to have tight ends. You, there's, there's the difference we have on that exact formation. You're subtracting two tight ends to make sure you have a running back and an extra wide receiver out there. But this is the lineup, okay? Quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Running back one, James Robinson. There's your size. Uh, running, uh, running back two, Travis Etienne. And that's your speed right there. And because they're like Urban Meyer's talking about that he's letting him run uh, wide receiver routes, that can be your wheel guy if he needs to. James For Robinson sure. James Robinson can be your uh, uh, halfback dive guy. He can just go right up the middle if he wanted to. Just hand off, okay. boom, right up the middle. Okay, And then your wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Wide receiver one, Marvin Jones Jr., who should who could have been a wide receiver one in Detroit if it wasn't for Kenny Galladay. Right. So he'll be the Jaguars wide receiver one. And then who else was there? Um, DJ Clark. DJ Clark is sneaky good. Right. Very good. Even with Gardner. Yeah. Shark? Is DJ Shark out there? Huh? Is it DJ Shark? C-H-A-R-K? I thought DJ it was Shark. Oh, my bad. I thought his name was DJ Shark. My bad. DJ Clark. And then obviously we can't be, getting, for, can't be forgetting about Lavishka uh, Chenault Jr. Chenault. Right, right. Good too. So those three together, and then that backfield. Come on. I don't think that's bad in year three. Right. Maybe as soon as year two, but if if we're talking his rookie season, I'm not sacrificing Jack Diddley squat for protection. I'm but making. That's fine. that's fine because right now, uh, James Robinson's coming into his sophomore year. In year right. two. He'll be a, he'll be going into his final year of his contract. If they pay James Robinson, that'll be the year that they'll be successful. So if they can make a deep run that year, then they pay Travis Etienne as well. Oh, see now you lost me. You lost me. I don't believe in paying running backs. Nah, I think that by that time, this is what three years down the down the down the line. Yeah, 
the running back thing will start to slip away. And so they're going to be splitting backfields. You've been seeing it all over. There's split backfields now with Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. Sure. You, you have to. You have to have split backfields. I just don't believe no, they're not going to be paying running backs anymore. They learned from Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott that they're not going to. We'll I see. genuinely don't think so. Look, and man, so my time, man just signed Tim Tebow as a tight end. I'm not going to go ahead and chalk up great decision-making to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think, okay, let's make a bet. We'll make a bet here on the show. Sure. I'm going to stick with my pick. But in the next six years, this is going to be a long bet. But yeah. I think we can stick by it, okay? We got the receipts. We got the receipts. The receipts are right here if anyone wants to check it out. Episode, however, what, of Breaking Down the Tape. I think this is like season two, episode five or some shit. Whatever, yeah. So if the Jaguars make it to the Super Bowl in the next six years, who was right? Or no, I don't want to say Super Bowl. AFC Championship game. Because here's what I think. I think that they're going to have the same thing like Andrew Luck that the Patriots at the time were the Chiefs right now. So they're going to go up against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, and they're going to lose the Chiefs close, and they're never going to be the same again. That is my thinking. Within the next six years. Huh? Yes. Okay. Okay. I I'll take that bet because I don't think they'll get out. I don't think they'll get out of the first round of the next six years. That means one bad year for Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Ben Roethlisberger will be retired by that time. Yeah, Uh, that means means, who knows if he he can beat Joe Burrow. I don't think so. I like Joe Burrow far more than I like Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, that's a bet. All right. Far more. like Charlie Barron's, let's keep her moving, all right? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so I'm a little surprised. You have kind of changed my mind. Right. Kind of. I, I don't know about, like, fully changed my mind. I don't – now, a lot can happen between, you know, if we implement that kind of offense, mm-hmm. a lot can happen in year two or three when I would like to see it implemented as opposed to year one because uh, right. I don't like sacrificing protection. I would have six offensive linemen on the field at all times if I had to have a rookie quarterback out there. Um, you know, again, remember the Titans. I run but three plays. Titans, Tim Tebow, do you really want it? No, no, no. Like, I don't know. Like, my tight end is going to be a lineman. Like, my oh. backup guard is going to be my tight end. Right, but right now, if that tight end is going to be Tim Tebow, wouldn't you rather just have a wide receiver out there? I would just rather not have exactly. You can't even see that. (laughs) I would rather not. You know it's true. It's like no, I'm good, Tebow. Tebow, you can go pray. It's Sunday. I'm sorry, Chick Fil A is not closed, and you can't get your nuggets. But I think we're gonna go put. uh, I think we're gonna put Marvin or Philip Dorsett in for a few reps. Yeah, I would find literally, like, anybody else. Like, J.J. Watts played tight end. I would get my fucking D-end to go out there and play tight end. J.J. Like, Watts just, is 30 minutes from me, so I have a much higher respect for J.J. Watts. <laughs> I like J.J. Watts. I really do. I do. Um, but, yeah, so you've, you've given me some sort of Jaguars hope. I still have this nagging, he is Bo Callahan feeling to me, so I, I will still say overall bust. Uh, but you... Did give me a little bit of nagging hope. As long as you just don't compare him to Peyton Manning, I, I don't think he can be a bust. Fuck no. As no, long as you I, compare him to Andrew Luck, he won't be a bust. Because in my I like Andrew Luck, and I don't. I think eventually he might make the Hall of Fame because this is where the Hall of Fame is going, and they're letting a lot of people in that probably shouldn't be in. Yeah. And so they might let Andrew Luck in. Will he be in the Colts Hall of Fame? Absolutely. 
Sure. Andrew right. Luck will go down. And first of all, I mean, God bless him. He made the right decision. In my Amen. Mind. I totally agree. But as a football fan, shattered my heart because of all of the things that Andrew Luck could have been in my lifetime. Um, my realistic comparison and the nicest way that I, the nicest comparison that I'll give Trevor Lawrence is Matt Stafford. That is that's, the nicest comparison. Okay, I, respect I respect that. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, I guess that's a good comparison. Like, my thing is I like Andrew Luck, and I respected his decision because um, – do you remember Chris Borland? Probably not. I feel like I know the name. Yeah. He was um, – during the um, movie with Dr. Will Smith about concussions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, concussion was the name of the movie, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, so Chris Borland, he was from Wisconsin. He was a middle linebacker, and this was when we, like, lost uh, Navarro Bowman. We lost Patrick Willis. We lost, like, our Super Bowl defense. We drafted sure. Chris Borland, like, first or second round, and then he retired his after his rookie year. Or maybe it was his rookie year, like, after preseason because, like, he didn't want to get concussions. But he's right. one of the smartest people you'll ever meet. Like, that's what I did. That inspired me genuinely. I was I was a quarterback in uh, going in my freshman year. I got two concussions and I pulled a hamstring, and I said, "Fuck this, dude! I want to use my brain." And now I now I'm an NFL guy, and I I'm, I'm known for my impressions by NFL coaches, NFL athletes, and NBA players, and NFL coach NBA NBA coaches and NBA players too. So just a just a subtle flex there. <laughs> subtle flex. Thanks, right. coach, for not putting me in and not believing me. My brother led the state in tackles, and they were like, this kid ain't shit. Look at me now. <laughs> Thank you to all of our fans listening to this point. Breaking down the tape would like to remind you to please like, follow, and share us on all of our social medias and subscribe where you get your podcasts. Again, that is YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, SportsMe, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please like, follow, share, and thank you to the fans. Hoove, I want to talk to you about the Super Bowl. A little early, don't you think? You know, like just, we haven't got the drafts done, but, you know, what did I get it? Yeah, now we don't even have 53-man rosters set, but I, I want to talk to you about the Super Bowl. I want to get your takes on your top three teams from both the AFC and NFC that you think will be in the Super Bowl, and then I'll obviously give my own. Ooh, that's bold. I I got to come on your show and I got to ruin it for everybody. Well, I got to spoil it for everybody. Yes, we, I want to hear your predictions, damn it. Well, because the last two years I predicted one half of the Super Bowl. Really? Yes. At first I said the 49ers Patriots. 49ers okay. made it. 49ers Chiefs. And then last year I said it was going to be the Chiefs versus the Packers. Okay, we got the Chiefs, so, obviously. Obviously I was very close both times, you know. Okay. Okay. Maybe so, we should get you a crystal ball for next time. I do have a crystal ball. It's like I'm Doctor Strange. Have you seen my I got the patchy goat patchy goatee, you know, patchy facial hair? I like it. I like that it. That beard is so patchy, it it's sponsored by Manscaped, honestly. <laughs> nah, I'm I'm see, I can't grow hair on the top of my head, which is you've got down, but I've I've got the face I've got the facial hair good. That's all right. So let's get into it, man. Yeah, you're the guest. I want my last word to be last, man. Damn. So do you want to go NFC or AFC first? Hey, whatever's whatever's up to you, man. You tell me. All right. So I originally I was gonna come on the show and I was gonna get my top ten, but then I thought, Zach, I want to save my top ten list 
for my show. So coming soon, Hooftube will be back on YouTube, and I will be breaking my top 10 list, but here are my top three lists from the, both the NFC and the AFC, all right? We'll start with the NFC, okay? Number three, I'm going to have to go with the Los Angeles Rams. Right now, they have the 10th toughest schedule going into this season with a .515%. So that's a pretty tough schedule right now, but I really do believe that they went all in during um, this offseason by trading for Matthew Stafford. They have one of the best wide receiver duos in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. If Cooper Cup can stay healthy, that is a good team, and they can overcome that 10th toughest schedule. Do you agree? I like it. I like it. Number two on my list. I had I was really kind of on the fence about this pick because a, a part of me says, oh, they're rebuilding. But at the same time, they were injured a lot last year and they still had a decent record. So I'm going to put my San Francisco 49ers as second on this list. And they have they're tied for the 11th easiest schedule going into this with a 0.489% of the winning. You know, I, I don't know if the viewers know what that means, but that means like what their opponents, who they play, what they won the previous year or what they are percent or what they are more likely going to win this year. Their opponents. Right. So right. they're going to have a pretty easy schedule this year. And possibly it seems like a lot of rumors are going out that Julio Jones could be, the person that lands in San Francisco. That could be the place where he lands. Hey, I said it here last week, man. I think Aaron Rodgers and Julio Jones end up in San Fran. Really? Mm-hmm. That's bold. I would say if that was going to happen anywhere, Denver probably for Jerry Judy. Maybe. Maybe. That would be I my think they try and keep Judy, though, with Julio Jones, add more firepower there. I thought Julio was going to go to Philly, but, you know – if Julio can be that piece, we don't have a good wide receiver. I wanted it to be Odell for a long time, and I thought Julio was going to end up on the Eagles. But if Julio can come to the 49ers, they are right, they right now they don't know what they're going to do with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy right. Garoppolo has lost eight games as a starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. first full year led them to a Super Bowl. I'm yeah. not going to. I don't think Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is a top ten quarterback. He's like top ten to fifteen. He's a right. good starting quarterback. So like maybe if he is the um, guy over for the Texans, that would be a bad idea. Eventually, right. you right. know, I'm thinking out loud. Or if Chicago didn't draft uh, Justin Fields, I thought maybe he should have went there this off season if we were going to draft Trey, Trey Lance. But. Julio could be the perfect piece for the 49ers, so I have him second on my list for the NFC. Okay, okay. And then number one, with the fourth easiest schedule this year with a .465%, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going back to the Super Bowl. They have everybody back. Antonio Brown, they got – do I even need to name everybody? Yeah, they literally got, got a lot of people back. I don't want to waste that much time because I know we don't have it, but they got a lot of free agents, something unheard of coming back to Tampa Bay. And the Tampa first Bay time ever, all 22 starters have been returned to an NFL's uh, or a Super Bowl winning team. That's crazy. I don't even want to name everybody. But, yeah, it's absolutely insane that everybody came back. So the fact that Drew Brees isn't in that division anymore – Julio might not be a weapon for Matt Ryan more than likely. And 
I think I think Carolina has something good going with Sam Darnold, like we talked about on the show. I think Sam Darnold will be a top ten quarterback. You heard it here first. Second, probably actually after my show, but <laughs> like that's kind of the same thing. He's willing to die on that hill. Hell yeah, I talked him into that. Fuck yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, like there. That's going to be a very easy division, and I kind of thought that. The Packers, if they if Aaron Rodgers would have stayed, they would have had a very easy um, walk to the back to the NFC Championship. But obviously, right. Aaron Rodgers wasn't happy, and now they have a lot of conflict up there, so they're not even on my top three. But that's my top three for the NFC. Now let's move it over to the AFC. People might be a little surprised by this number three. I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Personally, going back to back to the Super Bowl is very difficult. The Patriots in the recent years have made it look a lot easier than it actually is. If you listen to the Pat McAfee show, you've learned that what his rookie or sophomore year, he came out of the Colts. They made the Super Bowl. He's like, oh, we'll be back next year. Never made it back again because it's mm-hmm. it's such a unrealistic thought that you're going to go back. Do the Chiefs have something special? Yes. But going back to back to back more than likely isn't going to happen. They are tied for the 14th toughest schedule this year with a .511. And the NFC and the AFC West is building right now. You know, it's not the the Raiders, obviously. Let me tell you what, man. You know, it's not John Gruden. He doesn't have any unless it was Aaron Rodgers going there. But that would change things significantly. Denver had a sneaky good offseason. Like I talk about Quinn Miners, one of my favorite players in this draft. Subscriber mm-hmm. YouTube, yeah. fan of YouTube, yeah. you know, like they had a really good offseason even before the draft. So yeah. I like all the pickups that Denver had. Um, the Raiders are still developing. They were good the first half of the season. And then after Thanksgiving, John Gruden just must have ate something bad and had food poisoning in the last few weeks of the season. But yeah, that division's getting better. And then let's not let's not forget Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Maybe that's the team that Julio Jones ends up on. I would love to see Julio Jones and Keenan Allen side by side. Nasty. That would be devastating. That would be devastating. Nasty. I think that was Mike on the mic that, that posted that. I'm like, that is fucking nasty. He looks yeah. good in that powder blue. And I've never said that about a player besides LaDainian Tomlinson and Antonio Brown. Antonio Gates. Yeah. 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 That would that would change the uh that would change the complex of that division. Nasty. Like Obviously, Julio is probably your number one, but who's going to guard those two? That's so yeah. nasty. That's going to elevate Keenan Allen to a different level. Oh, they for should. sure. They for totally sure. So you, have to double, you have to bracket and double Julio, right? You, you always have to lean a safety over his way, and that's going to that's gonna open up Keenan Allen ridiculously. And my last point on why I don't think the Chiefs are but the number one favorites in the AFC, and they're the third, is because they are rebuilding their offensive line. They had a complete. They have a completely different offensive line protecting Patrick Mahomes, and like we learned in sports, that it takes time. It takes time to build chemistry within players. So this mm-hmm. first season, if they make a deep run in the playoffs, that is going to be as good as possible that the Chiefs should shoot for this year. Going back Fair to back to back isn't likely. Let's not shoot for that. If it happens, it happens. But let's not bet on it because you're just throwing your money away at that point almost. That's a fair point. There's so many other te- emerging teams right now that, that are gonna, probably could knock off the Chiefs one game in the playoffs. One good game that the Chiefs aren't having that someone else is. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that in the slightest. 
And then my team that I thought could have been a sleeper for the playoffs this year, but they didn't have the right guy, okay? This team, I thought they had the right pieces last year because they stole DeForest Buckner from my San Francisco 49ers. And overall, this team has the most depth amongst the whole NFL. I am so proud of this team because I didn't think that they were going to build a team around a quarterback since Andrew Luck left, and that is the Indianapolis Colts. They are number two on my AFC favorites. If Carson Wentz can be the guy, if, if, he was ass, but if Frank Wright is going to do Mission Impossible like Tom Cruise and get Carson Wentz back, they will be a Super Bowl contender. Bank on it. Okay. Okay. You're tied for the seventh easiest schedule, too. With a point four seven eight, you you like that easiest schedule that uh, that rank of schedule, don't it you? It matters. It like when you watch my video, when you go check out HoofTube and you check out my top ten list, you'll see that it matters, but not necessarily because we're only sure. doing the top three. You're kind of seeing like, oh, I guess it matters. Like the Rams had a tough um, tough schedule, but there's going to be some teams like the Colts that are going to boost up because they have a very easy schedule. Sure. Sure. So if Carson Wentz can be it, I'd have them number two. Well, that's that's the key there. I don't I don't disagree. I just think he needs to not fuck up. But I don't I don't disagree with that. Jonathan Ta- Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin Badger. This is what <laughs> happens. I think I said this on my show. When you believe in Wisconsin players, success happens. Russell Wilson, Jonathan Taylor, other than jo- other than Melvin Gordon behind a wheel, like. Very successful, you know. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Hit me with your number one, man. My number one. I think that this guy might win the MVP this year, honest to God, the quarterback for this team. And because he has a lot of weapons on offense and defense, my friend, if he is watching this, Mr. Jeff Green, a big fan of this team, I need everybody like the Dudleys, to say three words for me. Get the tables! I got one. the Buffalo Bills. I think Josh Allen is going to elevate and possibly win MVP this season. I got three more words for you, or two words for you. Emmanuel Sanders. The fact that he is joining that offense with Stephon Diggs is going to elevate it so much. I am really excited for the Buffalo Bills this season, and they are my number one favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Do I think that they are going to do it? I don't know because they are in a really competitive division with uh, with right now the the Patriots and the and the Dolphins right now. So one of the those Jets are competitive, teams, damn it, sir, sir. The Jets are competitive, sir. <laughs> you see, my father was a Jets fan. <laughs> And one night he goes off crazier than usual. Mommy grabs kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that. That's how it feels to be a Jets fan, probably. Honestly, you feel like the Joker all the time. You're just going fucking bat, bat shit nuts. Party of one. Correct. Correct. One hundred percent correct. So I guess maybe Buffalo shouldn't be my number one. Do you want me to tell you who I genuinely think the Super Bowl will be? Sure. I think my top two favorites, actually, 
I think I don't have the balls to say it on the show. Okay. But I think my well, top, I think my I think my top two are the Colts and the Browns. Really? No, I, I can't. The Colts and the Browns. Wow. One of those teams is going to go off on a ridiculous run in the playoffs, and I think that they genuinely can represent the AFC. Really? Dude, the, the Browns, they got Jeremiah out of Notre Dame this year in the second mm-hmm. round. They made up for him. The Browns Jeremiah. had a great draft. They've been drafting insane last few years, and Kevin Stefanski, he wasn't there for their playoff game that they won, but – he, everyone else got playoff experience, and Kevin Stefanski, once he is a part of the team without COVID and shit, watch out for the Browns, man. Watch See, out for the Colts, too. That's interesting. You say, so you'll you'll find my picks a little bit interesting. So I'll start let's, off like you uh, with the NFC. So I've got number three. I actually like the Seahawks. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Russell Wilson, I think this offseason – doesn't affect his play. I think DK is going to establish himself even more so in, you know, in the elite receiver status. Um, you know, I think it's dumb to count out Pete Carroll at any time. I know that division got harder with JJ Watt sitting there. Um, you know, and the, the Cardinals aren't a joke. Uh, the Rams aren't a joke. You know, I know that it's a hard division, but I don't hate the Seahawks uh, at number three. They're tied no. for the. They're, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but they're tied yeah. for the eleventh toughest schedule. See, with, I don't with the with the Chiefs. I don't stress too hard about the toughest schedule. I mean, obviously, yes, you have to play through that schedule to get to the postseason. But once the postseason happens, it's a completely different universe. So, I, you know, I mean, like I said before, we've seen the eight and eight Giants sneak in and beat the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. So. We're talking wear and tear on a season that is adding an extra game. Correct. Correct. And that could throw – and coming off of a COVID season. This is two of the most unpredictable back-to-back seasons we've seen ever in the history of football. Some Um, starting players that opted out are returning back to the field this year, so they're going to have, like, ring rust pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting, but I I like the Seahawks in this. Okay. Uh, Number two comes from the same division – uh, like you put them pretty high as I'm going to take the Rams. I think Matt Stafford coming over there is a like exponential increase at quarterback. I never liked Jared Goff. I never liked Carson Wentz. I've been quoted as saying that they're the top two okayest quarterbacks to ever be drafted. Um, so I think Matt Stafford going there is an exponential increase. They've got a great defense. Like you said before, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, they're not to be slept on. Um, at number one, you got to take the Bucks. There is, I, I mean, uh, first of all, going, yeah, you said it before, going back-to-back is tough. You know, going back-to-back Super Bowls, winning back-to-back Super Bowls is tough. This generation has been spoiled with the Patriots making it look so easy. Um, but it never, never, like I said before, never in the history of the NFL has a Super Bowl winning team have been able to br- bring back all 22 starters. That's madness. What they've done in, in their contracts is pure and unadulterated madness. Um, so I, I just have no reason not to believe that they'll come back and win it again. Here's my take that people can quote me on. If the Bucks focus more on an undefeated season, they will not make it back to the Super Bowl. If they focused on making it back to the Super Bowl, they'll make it to the Super Bowl. I can agree whatever, with that. Whatever task they want, they'll get. Well, if you want to go, to, if you want to go 17 and all, go 17 and all. But I promise you won't win the Super Bowl. 
There's been there's too many good teams in the playoffs that are waiting for you. And you'll burn yourself out. I yeah, agree right. wholeheartedly. I right. agree. Like once you lock it in, fucking bench everybody. Chill out. Right. Ride the rest of the season. Lose the rest of the season. If you go 14 and three, but you have everybody rested, then you'll be fine. You hear what uh, Tyler's saying, and he's like, I'd give up two rings to get an undefeated season. So if they do it, I don't think they'll make it back. But we'll see. I don't disagree with that, but I like the Africa. Give me that that AFC. The AFCA. So I'm starting off with a very hot take. Um, and it's because they've been traumatized for 20 years straight. Uh, they they haunt my dreams. This man, former head coach of the New York Jets for 12 fucking hours, um, is, is the Patriots. Smart pick. Yes. Smart I'm sorry, pick. Ed. With what? They had eight guys sit out COVID last year. They'll have them all back. Bill Belichick spent the most money he has ever done. In the his in his history of coaching uh, in free agency, um, and the the fact that they're going two strong tight ends again just brings back fever dreams for me. Um, I remember the days of Hernandez and Gronkowski, and they they terrorized me. And I've been quoted saying again that if Mac Jones falls to the Patriots, we're in for another twenty years of doom and gloom. So I'm just doubling down on that. And the Patriots are my third favorite in the AFCA. That's that's all I'll ever call it now. Thanks to you. I always say that there's three things in sports you don't you don't bet against. You don't bet against Tom Brady's quarterbacking. You don't bet mm-hmm. against Bill Belichick's coaching, and you don't bet against who's crystal ball. And if they go against each other, Tom Brady always wins. You like my crystal ball mm-hmm. will always come second to Tom Brady's quarterbacking. I do not bet against Tom. I can win against Bill. I can't <laughs> win against Tom. I can win against Bill. I can't win against Tom. We're about to see this year if uh, Brady can win against Tom. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Maybe your crystal ball rises up a little bit in those ranks. Who depends on where my crystal ball, whose side my crystal ball is on. Let's be real. <laughs> Fair enough. All uh, right. At, at number two, I'm taking the Browns. Um, yeah, right. Let's go. Especially if OBJ does not play for the Browns. Ooh, where would he go? Uh, just anywhere, not the Browns. They got exponentially better when he got hurt. And I actually have the receipts from that as well. I called that shit. Um, but uh, uh, people blame it on on Baker not being confident. And then after OBJ got hurt, somehow he got more confident. That makes no sense to me. Um, but I, I think without OBJ on the field, they do substantially better. I'm not saying they can't make it with him on the field. I just think they will do substantially better without him on the field. Um, they've upgraded their defense. They've, I just like the Browns. Uh, I think they showed me a lot last year. I wanted Baker when they drafted, uh, when the Browns pulled a fast one and drafted him over Sam Darnold, which made me throw a temper tantrum. Um, so this would be a little bit of a vindication moment for me if Baker goes on to play in and win. So I like the Browns. Yeah. Okay. Then let's make this pick then out of that. I respect it. Cause I, like I said, I see the Browns doing something. Um, Whoever doesn't get Julio Jones will settle and try to make a play for Odell Beckham Jr. I don't dislike that. I don't dislike so, that. I can I can get behind that. So like the Ravens, if they miss out, they'll probably reach out. Forty um, Niners, if they miss out, they'll probably reach out. We'll keep that. They'll keep that pick going with Hooftube. Um, the Seahawks. I don't hear. I don't know why people they're reaching out for Julio. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I think they're they're even sleeping on Tyler Lockett themselves. 
um, which is I don't think the, the, I don't the, like Tyler Lockett. You don't Everybody like Tyler Lockett. Me for it, but I don't like it. I don't. DJ Metcalf has one of the highest difficulty of catch percentages. The dude catches everything. There's the most ridiculous bullshit thrown he'll come down with. I don't know. I just, I, I guess I like the glitz and glamour. I like the, I like the Julio Joneses. I like the, I don't like Amari Cooper though. So I guess it depends on the guy. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And my number one is, uh, I shouldn't be happy about this. But I am happy about this because their fan base is literally the best fan base in the NFL, hands down, period. It's the same with you. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills. I'm taking the Let's Bills Mafia, baby. Three words. Let's do it on three. One, two, three. Get the Get tables! The tables! <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, man. I, I just – I like what I've seen out of Josh Allen – um, you know, I, I like what I obviously I've seen out of that defense. Um, the coaching has been great. I, I really like the fan base. Um, I think that they have an easy chance, not an easy chance, but uh, a damned good chance at winning the AFC East. Um, I think if the Patriots make it, it'll probably be through a wild card uh, because I think the Bills can lock up the East pretty, pretty shortly. Um, you know, I just, they've shown great football towards the end of last year. And I think they're going to continue it easily. That's a good sports analyst of you to come out and say, put your pride aside and make a good prediction. You got, you got to, what am I going to say? The fucking jets? <laughs> no, people, no, people genuinely thought that I was like, just saying that the 49ers are going to go to the Super Bowl because I was a 49ers fan. I was like, no, this team is genuinely good at four and oh, I said, no. This team's different. This defense is different. I don't care what you guys say. They're going to make it. And people hated me for it because I was in Wisconsin. And what did we have to do? We had to beat down Aaron Rodgers twice to get ran there. Ran through him. Ran through him. And I, I, and then I followed it up with the Bucks pick. And I said, the Heat were going to knock out the Bucks in the second round. And people hated me for it. But people know that I'm a good analyst because I'm not afraid to piss people off to say the goddamn truth. Yeah, you got to you got to take what the smart call is, man. He can't you can't be a homer in this shit. Damn right. Damn right. But I'll accept when I'm wrong too, you know. You got to. You got to. You got to eat your shit too. Uh but before we go, I want you to let everybody know. Uh, first uh, first I want to thank you for filling in for Hector this week and oh, thank you. This guys. is, you know, to to many more in the future. Uh but uh let everybody know where they can find you. Give them a little bit of a preview. Um another one of those winks would be cool too. And uh, and then we'll wrap this up. Yeah, guys, if you guys want to check me out on YouTube, Instagram, Sports Me, uh, those are my main platforms that I go out of. Um, I'm trying to expand and go out on all platforms so you guys can check out HoopTube to go. But that's down the road. I'm trying to get my, uh, um, my intern kind of guy on top of that. But check me out on YouTube, Sports Me, and Instagram, at HoopTube on, um, on those platforms. Uh, I love and I love entertaining you guys, so check me out there. And uh, it's your boy Hope. I love it. I love it, guys. Like, follow, share him. Go everywhere you can find him. Tell all your friends about Hoovtube. Uh, a great friend of ours, and uh, obviously you know where to find us: TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. I guess I'm on Twitter, although I need to fucking tweet more, I suppose. Um, and. Uh, I said what I said, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>